This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Dean is gone and Sam's got a dog. Now we're gonna have to go stalk her on this one, Sammy. What the heck is going on? This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we're back with more coverage of Season 8. I'm excited. Season 8 has has, has gone way up in quality since like the first quarter of the season, I think. I'm, I've been really impressed with the last few episodes. I'm really excited to talk about this one because I think it's a really good one. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. Jeremy's excited, and you know what? So am I. <laughs> you did hear it here. Well, you may have heard it in our Discord, which you can access on uh, patreon.com slash monster of the week, because we do talk about the show quite a bit on our on our, page, on our Discord. So you may not have heard it here first. Chris might be a liar right now, which is you know a real what? bummer. How do you feel when I just talk directly to the listener? Like, I'm just talking over you. How does that make you feel? I, I'm into it. Go ahead, man. Okay, that's good. Lay it out. No, that's all. That's all I have to say. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you're ready, I'm I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Well, but did you say that you said the Patreon bit? Should we get it? Should we get into it? How yeah. Do we yeah. Do this podcast. <laughs> uh, it's been it's been like two weeks since we recorded because because yeah, yeah. things happened. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Check out Patreon. Not only do you get access to the Discord, you get access to exclusive podcasts. Uh. We've got our first user submitted stuff in, so which I'm really excited mm-hmm. about. Uh. I haven't even started to watch that yet, but I'm going to pretty soon. Um. I'm pretty excited to cover that stuff and that'll be exclusive for patrons. In the meantime, yes. if you, if you join today, you can get like four or five episodes of don't give up space cowboy, uh, which we, uh, is our cowboy bebop podcast. And then we have, uh, at least two episodes of the witcher and we have a third episode of the witcher coming in December, which I'm pretty, or no November, which I'm pretty excited November. about. <clears throat> That's soon. Hey, November is soon. It's, it's actually after like this episode will probably come out in November. So, so Hey, <laughs> yeah. happy November, everybody. Jeremy and I were born here and we're turning into scorpions this year. This is the year of the Scorpio, everybody. That's how, that's how astrology works. That's right. Chris, can you catch us up? It's been a while. I don't remember what's been happening in Supernatural. I don't can remember you? either. So I'll look at what I wrote. I'm not sure I remember writing this, but I wrote it. So um, <laughs> I love so I love far. the ones that you just don't remember. This is always very I don't fun. Don't remember. It's just a fever dream. Can you hear that thunder? You probably can't, but it's thundering pretty hard right now. Last time was Supernatural. Mary made a demon deal to save John. John made a demon deal to save Dean. Dean made a demon deal to save Sam. And Sam shot a demon, boned a demon, and exercised a demon with his mind. But you better believe that these boys are back at it again with demon deals and demon dogs, and maybe even demon sex, if it means shutting the gates of hell once and for all. Uh, then Sam will finally have to learn how to get laid the normal way. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Kevin is hard at work deciphering the tab- tablet. Castiel is on angel hiatus. The Impala had its window broken two episodes in a row, and the boys met their time-traveling grandpa, who told them that they were men of letters. Uh, now with a dope hangout and home base, Sam and Dean are ready to hit the crossroads in style. So today we're going to be covering season eight, episode 14, entitled Trial and Error. This was written by Andrew Dabb. It was directed by Kevin Parks, and it came out the day before Valentine's Day, February 13th, 2013. Kevin deciphers the tablet, which, I mean, yeah, okay. Is that the whole thing? (laughs) Kevin deciphers the tablet and figures out how to close the gates of hell. He tells Sam and Dean that according to the tablet, one person must face a series of three tests designed by God. The first one, kill a hellhound. Sam and Dean argue over who should complete the trials. 
this is the episode I remembered with season eight. I don't know if I've said that before. You have, but like this you, whole you time have told been, that to me before. I don't keep told yeah, that to our dear I, listeners. Thinking that the episode where they start the trials is, is what I remember season eight being. And I remember it being really fucking good. And it, I basically, I guess I remembered this whole episode because I just enjoyed it so much the first time through. I don't know if I watched it more than once or I probably didn't. Um, but this is a good episode. <laughs> It's a really great episode. Uh, we, you know, the, the last couple of episodes have been good, uh, but they didn't really like, besides the middle letter stuff, it hasn't really tied into like an overarching plot mm-hmm. of like what these boys are going to be doing, uh, what Kevin has been doing since they've kind of started talking about uh, banishing all of the demons at the very beginning of the season. So it's good to have just something that is into that. And I kind of like the idea that they're, you know, the, the summary mentioned it, that they argue over who's going to complete the trials. That's actually kind of the brother drama that I can get behind. Like both yes. of them trying yes. to save the world. And they actually get into some stuff in this episode. Dean gets into some kind of shit that he actually tells Sam about, which I am I'm always here for brother drama when it's just like straight up like emotional shit, mm-hmm. emotional baggage, and it's out there in front of everybody. It's it's when they start hiding stuff that I start having problems with it. So I'm 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 actually yeah. really into this. I I just I never really buy these boys as being sneaky. And I think that that (laughs) is like with each other, with each other. I mean, Mm -hmm. and that's why season four is so, or so much of a big deal because Sam is being really fucking sneaky and sketchy. And that's why he becomes the villain of that season kind of in in, in a way, uh, because he's acting out of character and being sneaky and it works really well. But when they're just being sneaky about stupid stuff, it doesn't matter. You know what? We've harped on it enough. Let's get into this episode. So they are open. So Kevin chopping it up on the houseboat before we before we jump into kevin though the the like the previously on reminds us that something exists in the supernatural universe that i had totally forgot about and it was called goofer dust oh, do, you, do you remember goofer, goofer dust, dust? <laughs> yeah, i remember goofer dust i, for, I forgot we about watching it we were watching this the other day and chess goes goofer dust <laughs> It's a ridiculous. It's a ridiculous word. Goofer yeah. is a ridiculous word. I don't know why they chose it, but here we are. Uh, here we are. But yeah, so we we start with Kevin, who is going through his morning routine uh, or his daily routine, which is mm-hmm. fucking terrible. All he does is is wake up at five a.m. He translates the tablet all day. He eats hot dogs and aspirins like it's nobody's business, and then he goes to bed at two forty-five a.m. And he's that. That's his day for weeks and weeks. Good. He's not looking great. Like this dude, Osric Chow can look like a very handsome man. He is not looking like a very handsome dude right now. And again, this was this was shot in such a way that I, I was watching this episode with Jess, who was sitting beside me doing something else, uh, and she was like, "Oh, is this the mystery spot episode?" Because there was this repeated loop over and over. Go, she goes, "Oh, that, that's not Dean. Never mind." Um, but it is almost like that where we just see this routine where if you didn't know any better, <laughs> you might think that Kevin was caught in a loop because his day is the same every single day. Um, and when he finally makes a breakthrough, we see he's finally translated something and he's very excited about it. But does he get a nosebleed or something? And he gets he the nosebleed. Yeah. And it passes he's out. He's just pushed himself way, way, way too hard. It's um, And then from there, we move to Sam and Dean. Uh, Dean has his own room now and he is yeah. so excited about it. He's going to say it later. I actually put this in the notes uh, before he says that he was nesting, but I, so I was like, Oh, Dean nesting is extremely cute. And then he just admits mm-hmm. to it later. Uh, but he's hanging up his like Led Zeppelin vinyl copy of uh, four, probably if I had to mm-hmm. guess um, he's, he's got like 
handles for all of his sawed off shotguns that he made when he was 16 um he's got a memory foam mattress which he's very excited about it because it remembers him <laughs> and it's just very cute to see dean so excited to actually uh have a place to call his own and that's what he yeah, that's what he yeah. tells sam like when sam walks in is like what the fuck are you doing he's like this is my room man i'm i'm excited about this the, uh, yeah, he has a picture of his mom there. And then when Sam comes in and like throws his gum wrapper for some reason and hits the floor, Dean gets mad at him about it. But it's a very nice scene. It's Dean having a home for the first time, a place of his own, really, for the first time. And and we see Sam sort of just like smile at the room. And you know that the boys are as far as the boys can be, they're they're happy. They're content. It's 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 a nice moment. It's extremely nice. And Dean leaves to like go make breakfast. And when Sam looks around that room and like sees the picture of Mary and sees all of the stuff that Dean is doing, you could tell he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of happy. Like this is a moment of of nice happiness for for Sam, which is good. Which is good that we have these. Yeah. Uh, and then so Dean like goes off to cook, mm-hmm. and Sam is like very very you know trepidatious about uh, taking a bite of this burger. But as we're about to find out, like Dean can cook a really really good burger for some reason. Chris, I saw this <laughs> Just, burger and I immediately wanted to go have this burger somewhere. Yeah, like yeah. I, this looks like a, a great burger. burger. Um. But just as they're about to, or, you know, Sam takes a bite and he's like, "Holy shit!" And then just as about as Dean's about to bite into it, Kevin calls, um, and they quickly like lose him. They can't and they can't get a hold of him again. So they have to now uh, rush out the door. Dean doesn't get to bite his burger, which I wonder if that says something about his mental state, where he says it's not even worth it to to bite this burger because I have to go do something else. Or Sam is so excited, it's, it's a gag. But on the other hand, I was trying to read deeper into this because Sam takes his burger with him. He takes that burger with man. He makes that dirt, he makes that he makes that a portable burger, which I like a lot. Like the conversation that they have at the end of this episode about the light at the end of the tunnel, whatever. Like was it was this meta, this burger metaphor a real thing? <laughs> Dean leaving it behind, being who gives a shit. It doesn't matter. And Sam being like, "No, I have to stop and savor the." Good I have. To, I want this. I want, <coughs> I want this burger in my life. I have to have I want this, this burger in my life. Um, so so we, they, yeah, they they arrive at Kevin's house and mm-hmm. they uh, they find Kevin throwing up in the bathroom and just in general looking like shit. Uh, but he's figured out how to close the gates of hell, and Dean Sweet. is so ecstatic. Again, just like it's a sort of wonder seeing these boys so happy. Dean is so ecstatic about this that he wraps Kevin in a, in a, a big old bear hug, and he's like yeah. almost like vibrating. He's almost jumping up and down with Kevin. They're very stoked, and it's we don't see a lot of this kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so so Kevin then he kind of lays out what he found and the way that he found to close the gates of hell is that somebody has to um, complete three trials set out by God. So yep. God created these these three tasks that needed to be com- completed, kind of like uh, the trials of Hercules or whatever the hell that's called, where you have to uh, mm-hmm. complete these really extreme and specific feats of strength or bravery, courage, whatever it is. Um, if I remember and- my, my history right, it's uh, the three trials in, in Hercules was in this, like, it's a couple of fortnights in the desert. It's... Uh, it's being in the inside of a whale, and then it's assuming the ultimate T-pose. Do I have that right? <laughs> I think that that's what it is. That's what it is, yes. Um, and so they have, they're going to have to do that. That's, it's going to be it's pretty, pretty crazy, but they're going inside of a whale, season nine. Um, they, yeah, so they have, to, they have to do these trials, and they have to uh, say a spell once the trial is complete. And so far... Uh, Kevin has only figured out what the first one is, and that is that they have to kill a hellhound and bathe in its blood. 
And Dean is like, this is you. You think that this is Dean's Christmas? He is so excited to be able to kill this thing. He's like, okay, I've, we, I, we're definitely going to do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get some goofer dust and get some real food for you because you look terrible. <laughs> Sam, you yeah. stay here, and we're gonna, we're gonna knock this out. Um, Sam, while Dean is gone, is kind of encouraging Kevin to like dial it down a little bit. He's like, hey man, like I've learned over the years doing this that this is not. I think he says this is a this is a marathon, not a race. Like you are going to kill yourself at this pace and you're not going to get what you want like you have to be able to take this down and yeah i was like oh my god character development because that's what sam's whole thing was was a sprint not a marathon he always wants to demon blood i want to i want to kill the i want to get the demon that killed my dad i want to get the kill yellow eyes i want to kill ruby i want to i want to fuck that demon (laughs) like he's just had he's just been goal oriented yeah yeah um he should know by now that that doesn't work. And I'm glad that he's like, sees that part of himself in Kevin and says, Hey, Kevin, like been there, done that. It's a bad idea. You need to, you need to treat yourself. Um, you need to take care of yourself, which is funny. Cause then when Dean shows back up, who has been so happy and nice, and I loved seeing Dean hugging Kevin, mm-hmm. but then he's like, yeah, here's these like caffeine pills that you can take. Cause like, you know, it's the home stretch, man. Like who, who gives a shit if you feel like crap for a couple days. Right. Um, so they're sort of telling Kevin opposite things. And I don't think Dean is meeting to come off in the wrong way. He's just trying to help Kevin get a boost. But I think he's not seeing the forest for the trees or whatever that expression means. We've seen uh, uh, we've seen Dean willing to sacrifice just about anything to get this this done. Like to mm-hmm. Dean, this is the end game. Like this is right. this, this is the what he can do to finally rest. He can go back to just I talk about this all the time. Like he can just go back to hunting Wendigos, which seems like a weekend gig <laughs> <Yeah>. at most. <laughs> like Wendigos don't come back to your house to kill all your family. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Right. It's uh, usually a one and done deal. <laughs> usually a one and done thing. Occasionally a Wendigo child will show up, but it's usually in the woods, not near your house, mm-hmm. not in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you know, but so he's he's willing to push anybody, and he's willing to push himself through this, no matter what the cost. He just wants to get this done. He also learns that there's multiple types of tomatoes, which I think is a real good character development scene. Like <laughs> Sam has learned some things about how to deal with his inner psyche, and <laughs> Dean visited a grocery store for the first time in this scene, yeah. which I think is really great. <laughs> they gotta have something for him, you know. He's <laughs> going through a lot. So they 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 decide like okay we've got to find somebody that has done um done a demon deal and uh, their deal is about to expire so that we can go basically protect them and you know intercept this hellhound when it comes to get them and Sam finds a lead which is this family the core the Cassidys uh, who struck oil where there should not be any oil. Uh, I would really like to know what Sam Googled to find that out. Like what. Like, did he just search anybody that struck oil and then, like, look up geographic surveys? Like, the, so the way that I, this dude finds like stuff. It must have been something about, like, him Googling something that, like, oh, a miracle happened to these people and, and following along, like, that train of thought. Like, something that good that shouldn't have happened happened. And so I think, like, yeah, people striking oil where there's scientific data to say that there shouldn't be oil. Uh, suggests that maybe there was something spooky going on. Somebody, somebody fucked that demon. Can I, uh, can I, can I suggest something here? Can I armchair quarterback the situation? Sure. Just a phone call from Garth. Like, just call Garth and be like, you got anything call weird? He's like, actually, there's this family that has a bunch of weird shit happening, but it's not been like, uh, they're not, nobody's dying, so it hasn't been high priority. So, like, why don't you take this file and see if it's anything? Like, that right there would, would have cured all of this for me. Not that it's a problem. I don't really care how they find these, th- these people at all, but yeah. Uh, so they go to. I totally know that. That's like, 
<laughs> I, I believe that. I believe that Garth. Would Garth would have that file, it. right? Like he'd have yeah. that. He'd have that ready to go. Like, well, I was, I was gonna send Wayne, but now that you guys are here, I'll send Sam and Dean. That's no problem. Yeah. Wayne the Hunter is gonna be our new uh, AU <laughs> fanfic for us, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's his favorite weapon? What's Wayne the Hunter's favorite favorite weapon? Oh, hand axe for sure. Hand axe. That's a good one. Yeah. He's got a little yeah. strap around the wrist so that the demons can't knock oh, it yeah. out of his hand. Yeah, he's, like he's that. Got a tall thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to, uh, Indiana to meet this family. They meet the caretaker of this estate who is a very attractive young lady, um, who like you could tell is already making a bunch of eyes at, at, at Dean. Like there's, there's instant chemistry between these two people. And Dean doesn't seem to understand that there's chemistry anymore. Ever since he got, had his gay thing in the last episode, he just, he doesn't know how to oh, talk yeah. to anybody, men or women. <laughs> he can trust no one now. Cause that guy was like, Oh, it wasn't really, I wasn't hitting on you. I'm sorry. I was a lie. And now Dean's just totally thrown off. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> he's 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 a little confused. Uh, they also meet the uh, one of the guys that lives there that kind of married into the family, and he seems like kind of a like a a, a happy go lucky schlub, right? Like that. Yeah, he has no idea what's going on. Like they're talking to the experienced like farmhand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else to call her. I don't know farm terminology, but um she she like runs this ranch she knows what she's doing and this guy very friendly being like yeah you should hire these these two hunks here they seem like good dudes but he's clearly doesn't know what's going on they uh they eventually get hired they get shown to their room dean is already reminiscing over his 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 pad his bachelor pad back back at the Mm -hmm. base um and they start mucking out stables uh I, we had patches asked us on Twitter, uh, like what Autumn thought about all of this, and I, I I couldn't believe it because like she watched this episode with me and made zero comments about the horses, which tells me that the show did a really good job of representing these horses and the jobs around <laughs> it. So it wasn't ridiculous either, like way one way or the other. Like it wasn't bad or like way too good. Like they just looked like horses. Autumn was so used to seeing this stuff, she was just like didn't even comment on it. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, all right. <clears throat> So it's here that they meet um, two other Cassidy's. Is that right? Yeah, there's a there's a whole handful of Cassidy's that we're meeting. Um, um, so yeah, they met the the farmhand. Is her name Ellie? Her name is Ellie, and then they meet the uh, also an Allie, I think, an Alice. Yeah, which is Alice. the uh, yeah, okay. This is the person that we're meeting, and they're kind of arguing about what they should feed the the horses. Ellie wants to feed them organic stuff. Alice doesn't care about that. Um, and then they they. Sam and, and Dean are witnessing this and realizing that they're going to have to go full Starker to figure out exactly what happened, um, right. which is which is kind of interesting. Like a, a, the the idea is we're going to get into this episode like who did the deal is going to be a thing. Like this is right. almost like a kind of a mystery inside of this this episode, which is I think why I like it yeah. so much. Like it's really well written. It's a good murder mystery, but there hasn't been any murder yet. <laughs> yeah, Don't, but just wait, everybody. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of murdering. Going to be a lot of bodies in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So later on, the trophy husband guy, whose name I've already forgotten, is having dinner with Alice, who doesn't like to feed horses good food. Uh, when they hear something, and uh, Alice gets up and goes to check on the horses, and Sam and Dean, who are going full stalker follow her out to the to the horse stable they should have split up they should have split up why didn't they split they up always they always split, split up. up they always do yeah. so uh instead the the hellhound attacks the the trophy husband and uh and he dies in a the miserable trophy husband. i don't know why he, i don't chris it's been like a week and a half since i watched this episode so i'm just like going by my notes i don't know why i called him the trophy husband <laughs> i think he calls himself that at one point is that what it happens okay well now i don't feel yeah. so bad but yeah um so yeah, they, you know, the sheriff shows up and like Sam and Dean are asking some weird questions and the sheriff's like, I don't really know about this, but the dude's head has been torn off. He 
these fucking drifters are here asking weird questions. Dean decides, like, oh, well, this is the dude that did the deal, so uh, we need to jet out. But uh, Sam uh, runs into uh, this dude's wife, Alice, who's like, I know I should be sad. Like, I've been married to him for a long time, but I kind of just don't care. Like, I'm kind of glad to be rid of him. Like, we used to make fun of him. And then one day he was just like, he just asked me out and I was really into it. And now that he's dead, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, fuck that guy. I'm not going to bury him. Like, I, I'm going to yeah. make his family pay to bury him. I'm rich. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she indicates that it was. So this this family struck oil 10 years ago in February. Sam gave the specifics of that. Um, and she says she was at a Valentine's Day party in 2003, 10 years that's, ago in February. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's where he like, you know, this guy asked her out. So the the timeline adds up but now i think so I, this is where dean is ready to kind of like hit the road but sam is saying no i think we need to hang out here because that was for love that's what that deal was about and there's there's still the whole oil deal that we need to look into dean specifically wants to leave so that they can go summon across or demon themselves trap it in a devil's mm-hmm. trap and then get them to summon the hellhound so they can kill it which to be honest with you is a ballsy move uh, but yeah. I, th- I feel like they could probably pull that off. Like I feel like that's if if the demon <laughs> didn't know it was the Winchesters calling, I think they could probably pull that off. Otherwise, Crowley would show up and like completely yeah. fuck that all that up. If the writers wanted them to pull it off, <laughs> it's, just, it's amazing how this TV show works, Chris. Yeah. Um, um, so they old man Cassidy arrives, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the this is the. The rest uh, of the family has to the, now show the, up. The Ross Perot of the episode, I guess is what you would call him, which is a weird reference. I don't know why I'm, it's made. That's going to go over the heads of all of our demographic, Chris. I don't know why I'm calling, talking about Ross Perot right now. Went over my head, but I'm rolling with it. You don't remember Ross Perot, like the, the oil guy that ran for president as, a, as an independent against Ronald Reagan? Or no, against George Bush and divided the votes I, of the Democratic Party didn't get it? I was like nine years old when that happened. <laughs> I was too. That's not possible. <laughs> somebody uh sign up to our patreon and just like pay us to review presidential elections in the past because that's not depressing (laughs) what did you guys think about ross perot (laughs) chris and i just doing a quick 120 on that two hours of ross perot chat a solid 120 (laughs) a Uh, presidential but necessary podcast All right, all right, all right. Um, so they they have to now stick around. The whole family's flown in because trophy husband's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, they now need to like if they're going to stick around, they need to make themselves or they need to put themselves to work. So Dean is assigned to be the cook, and Sam is sort of set up to be a, a waiter for yes. them. Um, and just to, just to run down the, these these people real quick. So there's Noah, who is the dad of the family, who is very much like the Texas oil. Uh, you know, nouveau riche. He's on wife number five. Um, there's the middle child who I, whose name I cannot remember. Um, who is like a, a washed out singer and like a super. She's like very pretty, but kind of fake pretty in, a, in that weird kind of fake plastic way. Uh, she has a she had a singing career. She doesn't anymore. And then there's the the youngest child, or excuse me, the the middle child. Or no, no, no. The youngest child is Margot, um, <clears throat> who's very quiet and. Um, you know, just just very like opposite of her entire family, who are just kind of shitbags mm-hmm. in general. Um. So while Dean is out cooking, and, and just this Ellie is just absolutely turned on by Dean being able to cook, <laughs> she's flirting it up with him hard. And he's like, honestly, I didn't even know I could cook until a couple days ago. So this is cool. <laughs> once you finish um, turning them patties, once you come turn my patty, am I right? <laughs> he's 
like, I don't, what do you, do what does that mean? Do you have a second grill somewhere? <laughs> now he's just so trepidatious about anything. He doesn't know if he's, he's like, I'm pretty sure you're hitting on me, but I've been fooled before. Dean looks at this attractive woman and just like uh, involuntarily says, is this a gay thing? I don't know. <laughs> He's so confused. He's so He's confused. So confused. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, Sam is inside, like, you know, serving empty plates to people or whatever the hell he's doing uh and he's hearing them like the family bicker about everything from 10 years ago and somebody mentions a traveling salesman who came to town and he came and ate dinner with them one day back when they were really poor um and they're all trying to figure out what this traveling salesman's name was and they land on crowley uh, this is uh, crowley. this is uh, a flashback we had so many flashbacks in season eight that I complained about, Chris. So many. But yet, when they, 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 they serve this delicious flashback morsel up, they just take it away from us. I didn't get to bite into that. This is the flashback I that I want to see. I want to see Crowley just suckering all of these horrible people into signing. Like, he, he bought the souls of an entire family. Yeah. That is crazy. This guy was wheeling and dealing and smooching down on everybody, basically. Oh, yeah. He made out with the whole family, too. That's really great. Probably made out with the family dog. Later on, somebody's like, oh, I saw you, like, kissing that guy, basically. And they didn't know that it was not just smooching, that it was a demon seal. (laughs) So, uh... Sam relays all of this information to Dean, who is not particularly shocked. Uh, but Kevin calls with a uh, with a with an ability upgrade. He's got a skill point for yes. the brothers to be able to spend in their hunter yes. skill tree. He has now figured out how to be able to see hellhounds. Which listeners, you probably remember, hopefully because we never mentioned it. Hellhounds are invisible uh, to everybody but the person they're attacking. No, no, to everybody. They're just invisible. Period. I think you can see them when you're when you're fucked i'm just trying to remember like because when they when they fuck over dean like i don't think he saw him when they drag him to hell yeah, so i, was I don't trying know to, yeah i don't, I don't remember the it doesn't matter either does way not matter. they can now yeah. see them if they what they scorch the like uh something with holy water if they bathe fire. if they bathe a window in in a holy fire which means like the 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 angel oil i think that's what Dean calls it some angel juice that yeah. he's got in the trunk right next to yeah, all he's got the the massage angel oil right next to some angel feathers and some empty bottles of ipa chris what is he doing in that trunk he's a weird guy <laughs> he's a weird dude and a sawed off shotgun and a sawed off shotgun and he's so nervous about the whole gay thing that he's worried that he's just never going to be with anybody again. He thinks everyone's been playing him this whole time. So Dean leaves to find some uh, some holy oil and some and some glasses because they said, "Oh, we should we should bathe the window." And then they said, "No, no, we should bathe some glasses in this. <clears throat> that way we can just wear the glasses and see him." Uh, meanwhile, Dad Cassidy, uh, Noah, aka Ross Perot, and Margot uh, have decided that they're going to go hunt the wolf that killed the, the trophy husband because, of course, it was yeah. a wolf. They're wasted. <laughs> At least Daddy is is pretty fucking wasted, carrying heavy artillery. And Sam like has to run up to be like, "Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Oh, hey there, don't do that. Please don't do that." Um, he can't get them to not go, so he just has to go with them. Sure, yeah, he's just like, "Let me." And I think that doesn't the dad say something like, "Have you ever hunted before, son?" Like we've get we've gotten a lot of these good one liners about the Winchesters. Sam between- just one of his like shrug head tilt, like, ah, "Yeah, I'm." Uh. You could say that. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Dean, who has got some some his his glasses on, he's got his holy oil glasses on, gets approached by Ellie, who thinks that Dean is super hot, and is like, "Hey, 
why don't we go back to my bedroom for good like just lays it out direct like i need you to come back like, to my finally i can understand what you're trying to say <laughs> yes you would like for me to go to your bedroom and listen to a record i'm not do you have led zeppelin <laughs> very confused do you say you wanted me to flip burgers earlier i'm confused very confused so confused that he asked for a rain check chris i I haven't, like, in my lifetime, like, I've dated some women. Obviously, I've been married to Autumn for a long time, so I've been out of the dating scene. I have not been approached by a woman to be like, hey, let's go bone down. That wasn't, you know, like, Autumn in a quite a long time. I can't ever imagine at any point in my life going like, you know, I want to, but, like, maybe, like, next Tuesday. Can we do it? <laughs> like, well, okay, that's you not know the I want to, but I have to go fight an invisible dog. Can you, can I write you on a piece of paper, like a thing that says, yes, I will have sex with you, but it won't be for until like 24 hours have passed? Like, that's not, that's not the way this works. But she's like, sorry, ghost dog or no ghost dog. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for Which, it. Well, for me, I was like, oh, she made the deal. Of course. But it, yeah. takes, it takes the boys a little bit longer. <laughs> Boys. Well, I mean, Dean is very confused about his sexuality throughout this episode. It's true. It's, true. it's very distracting. Play it again. The only the only time that he is good uh, as a good hunter is whether he knows he's gay or he doesn't think about sex whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. um, so now they're out in the woods. Yes, Sam's out in the woods. He's like he like, hears like some twigs snapping and like stalks after it. Like, what do you think you're gonna find, Sam? Do you think that the hellhounds just hiding in the woods? Is that what they do when they're not? killing the people that they need to kill why i don't i don't know it but just, apparently that's true because that's what it's the hellhounds are doing <laughs> but there was something about this that i was just like what are you doing <laughs> um but yeah they um there's there's some commotion he, he runs into the whatever the, the oil baron um and they hear a scream from far away and margo the, the, the youngest daughter they find her dead uh she she done been killed by a hellhound and they run back home. And uh, Dean explains to the family, because now obviously they're at the point, we got two bodies, everybody's round up in one room, they're about to be cuffed to- together. Um, and Dean now explains, hey, that fellow Crowley that you met all those years ago, he was a demon, uh, you all sold your souls, um, one of you needs to now uh, fess up, and, and, and we can then protect you. And then when they're kind of disbelieving, as you know, you might expect fucking normal people to, to not believe yeah, you sure. when you come up with come at them with this. Dean then hammers his point across, as any great debater has, by pulling a gun and handcuffing them all mm-hmm. and threatening mm-hmm. to kill them. Because <laughs> Dean it's is just, just that way. Dean is just about like he's about pulling that gun and threatening people the, the yeah. season, man. He doesn't have did, do you remember like um was it season six or seven where he meets the 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 hunter's child, the hunter's daughter, and he, they're trying to track down the the hunter guy that got kidnapped by the whatever. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, I don't have time for this. Like now, he literally just does not have time for this at all. Like he doesn't no. he doesn't have the first gear that he used to have. He just goes right to pull the gun. Mm-hmm. He's not going to shoot anybody, but it's you know the threat's there. <laughs> he's just threatening cosplayers in the woods, it's whatever. <laughs> uh, so. They, I think to this point, Sam and Dean kind of argue about what, what they're going to do, uh, because Dean wants to go out and basically hunt this hellhound. Sam wants to go with him, but, uh, but Dean's like, no, 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 I have to do this myself. This, this is totally different. I, if, if, if doing this means that one of us will die, uh, he wants it to be him, because he says he is just the grunt. And he wants, Sam has proven that he, he can have that life and that he wants that life, which 
kind of pisses me off because Dean was so shitty about Sam wanting to have that life and like kind of guilt tripped him about it for quite some time. But now he's <clears throat> completely flipping that on on its head and being like, oh no, if anybody's going to die, it's going to be me. Whereas Sam, I think, is, is here saying like, oh no, like we should definitely be do- doing this together. And Dean goes so far to say like, if you try to follow me, I'm going to shoot you in the leg. Uh, which yeah. seems kind of like revenge for uh, Sam extreme. cuffing him to a radiator after he <laughs> <laughs> experienced a head wound. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this is where, you know, he starts off basically being like, I want you in here safe. Um, and then it leads to that, I, you know, you see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see that light. Um, pretty grand assumption to just say, like, this is gonna, like, these trials, whatever they are, whoever does it is gonna die. Um, I mean, based on past evidence, I think there's probably a pretty good chance of that, knowing everything that they know. 100%. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is Dean's outlook, a sort of, like, Fuck yeah, I can do the thing. I can die with a gun in my hand. I can I can live and die the way that I want to. He calls it his perfect ending. To be able to for Dean to die in pursuit of uh shutting the gates of hell, to to shut the gates of hell and die, like for that that works for him. I think that he wouldn't even want beyond that, you know, the way his mental state is here, he probably wouldn't want anything more than that. Um, it's too much to handle to then try to like go live a normal life. I think that's how he feels right now, um, which is very sad, but it kind of makes sense. Um, and you know, like you said, he tells Sam, I'm going to shoot you in the leg if you follow me. So I'm going outside, staying here with the people. Uh, and Sam listens, he stays inside. So Dean walks outside. He has these, he has his glasses on, uh, Dean and glasses is a look. Something I can get into. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. like some very nice, there's square room glasses. I thought it looked pretty dope. Yep into that tumblr agrees with you oh really is that a big thing on tumblr mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean it's, i mean it, i don't know why like every single thing is a big thing on tumblr if you get down far enough yeah, nobody <laughs> nobody has ever posted something on tumblr and people just went actually no that's not a thing about dean winchester um but he starts hearing like party noises and like this weird music and uh he goes to investigate and it turns out it's the song uh i touch myself and it's coming from Ellie's room, who is just dancing around in a room to uh, I Touch Myself and then like drinking booze straight out of the bottle. And she's extremely happy to see Dean. And Dean, for yeah. some reason, is extremely not suspecting her. And I don't know why. Like, this is so obvious yeah. at this point. I, I really don't know what's going on with Dean here. He just, I think because she's not in the family, so he just doesn't, he doesn't see it. He doesn't think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is, yeah. Um, she says there's something out there or he tries to explain that there's something out there um and she's like yeah yeah and it's coming for me and it's gonna kill me so um come on but then this is where we cut back to so this is this is dean figuring it out this is the you know the cards laid on the table sort of yeah um we head back to sam who spots the hellhound um outside and he goes to look but then somebody makes a break for it um while he's distracted and we do find out that it was the the youngest child who who made the deal for the oil so she mm-hmm. thought that if they just had money, that all of their problems go away. And of course, it, 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 there's a little lesson in here, Chris. I don't know if you know this, that money can't mm-hmm. solve your problems. Mm-hmm. However, I have, a, I have a big amount of credit card debt and, <laughs> and loans that I think yeah. would solve a couple of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it didn't make them a happy family, which is what she thought mm-hmm. she was buying with her, with her soul. And of course, she was not. Uh, and now she's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she is, now she is dead. Uh, Ellie explains to Dean uh, that... Crowley gave her what she she wanted most in the world, which was her her mom's having a cure for Parkinson, 
And she says that he didn't tell her about the hellhounds or the 10 years or really anything that she was getting into. They just, they just did the deal and her mom was fine and she's living in Arizona and having a great time. So she's, 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 she, she, she did not know any of this was coming until just recently when she started getting all right. these weird feelings. Yeah. She, um, she thought that she was going to go to hell when she died, but didn't know about the 10 year thing. It's it's way sadder when they don't know the rules. You just feel bad for them. And I just realized uh, that the the way she found out about the rules was because of the trophy husband, because the trophy husband did the deal to get his girl and then told her about it. Like, Oh yeah, I remember you making out with that dude. Like you just told him something. And like, so your 10 years is coming up just like mine. <laughs> yeah, that has yeah. to suck. <clears throat> that sucks. That bites. That's a, that's one kiss you can never take back. Nope. Uh, so in the middle of this conversation, as she's talking about like, oh, I don't, you know, my mom's fine. Dean's face gets all fucked up. And of course, uh, we've seen this before. The hellhounds cause their, their, their quarry, the quarry, definitely quarry, uh, to, to have these weird hallucinations. A quarry is a thing of rocks. I think like quarry is what yeah, you chase, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we, we've seen them hallucinate like this before. Dean tries to calm her down, but of course, uh, it's, it's. Get the well, that one's getting closer, so he has to go and hunt that shit down. Yeah, uh, I thought the effect actually looked kind of cool this time. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I, I was really in into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and and surprisingly, he kind of is able to like keep her calm. Like he puts her in a circle of goofer dust. <laughs> um, after he says like you're hallucinating, this isn't me. But he keeps a level head, and it sort of allows her to to keep a level head. Um, so yeah, he puts her in the goofer dust, and she's okay. And he heads out to to fight the thing. Um. Yeah, he's got those glasses on again. He's looking around. Um, and then, yeah, he's out there, and he finally sees the thing. Um, it attacks him. There's some action. An invisible dog attacks him. Uh, he loses his glasses. He gets kind of slashed up again. Very reminiscent of the end of Season 3 when he's getting his like chest torn open. Uh, and then Sam runs out and, and starts shooting at the hellhound. Um, and in the kerfuffle that's ensuing, Sam dives for the demon knife. Um, and the thing, uh, the hellhound jumps, jumps on top of him and, and Sam guts it and showers himself in its blood. I, uh, I really like this scene. Like, um, I don't often comment on the action scenes of supernatural because, um, you know, a lot of this stuff is pretty low budget. I don't really care that much if it doesn't look like perfect or anything. Like I'm not looking for the raid two out of my supernatural <laughs> TV show, but, uh, yeah, like right. I, I, I really liked, uh, I mean, if y'all want to do that, you <laughs> went season 14, if you're out there, um, just hire those two guys, let them choreograph yeah. a whole episode. I saw that movie in theaters. God damn it. The raid two is so fucking good. Chris, it's, it's just movie. so good. I want to go watch it. Tonight. That might be what I go watch tonight. The- this movie called Rio, maybe, and it's like an animated movie about birds. Um, and Rio two, it might have become something else, but it was Rio two playing the same night as the Raid two. So a lot of little kids came into the theater and nice. then quickly were ushered out by their parents, being like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh we're this in the wrong theater." <laughs> this is not about animated birds. This is about yeah. s- small Asian men killing everybody in the most yeah, yeah. horrendous ways possible. Uh. Sorry oh, for that sidebar. <laughs> the Raid 2 featuring uh, Sam and Dean would be some... Or the Raid 3 featuring Sam and Dean would be some of my favorite yeah. shit in the world. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I like this action scene a lot. And uh, the the effect when 
the the hound jumps onto Sam and he gets it with the knife and like just eviscerates the motherfucker and all of the blood like all of this blood and ichor and like grossness mm-hmm. it's just like you could tell that Jared doesn't even necessarily like this like this looks <laughs> yeah. fucking gross <laughs> this looks really fucking disgusting in my head it smells real bad too like because you know like all demon shit smells really bad so you just know it's just a it's just it a salty smells like fucking farts like it's, rotten eggs it smells like sulfur. farts and brimstones and sulfur yeah. <laughs> and Crowley's cologne. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is probably um, like uh, what's some shitty like? It's probably like Curve, right? That's what Crowley <laughs> wears. <laughs> just a great big old bottle of Curve from Dillard's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just get a couple pumps of that each morning. A couple, Chris, maybe like a, like a couple dozen, <laughs> half dozen. Oh, a couple dozen. Yeah, all right, I'll take it. Lean into it, man. Come on. Uh, he tells you he does one layer naked, one layer with a shirt, and one layer once he's got his jacket off. He's definitely that guy to sp- to spray some curve on his dick too, right? Like he puts his oh, pants yeah. on and like well, opens them up. Yeah. And yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they do that. Um, then there's the you know the after scene where Sam's got his flannel off and he's just got this drenched <laughs> t-shirt. I like, mm-hmm. give him a new t-shirt, guys. Um, the the farm there. I kept calling her the farmhand, but Ellie says like to Dean, you need to go to the, to a hospital because he's been cut open. And uh, he just says, oh, I've had worse. And she looks at Sam and he goes, yeah, he's had worse. He's had way worse. We don't need to worry about that. That's really funny. And this is where Dean tries to do the spell that Kevin gave them, which is sort of like the final part of the trial. And it doesn't work for him. And Sam's like, stop, Dean. Like, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. And uh, th- th- what do they tell Ellie? They give Ellie a hex bag and like just basically run. Yeah, this. just uh hit the hit the road sister uh your life sucks now but hey better than dying uh sam has a, a really good speech here where he basically says mm-hmm. like hey you you were looking at this uh the closing the gates of hell as a suicide mission and i'm not doing that like i'm looking at this like i want to survive it and come out the other side and i want to be with you when i do it like and i want your help and i need your help to be able to do that and i think that's really fucking great yeah this is a really really good moment um for both brothers because dean is like nope fuck that we're gonna go find another hellhound we'll start over we're doing that again you're not doing the salmon yeah sam hits him with the i i want to live i know that there's a great risk to what i'm doing but i have the mindset of somebody who wants to pull through at the end of it and survive the light at the end of the tunnel like dean said um whereas to use sam's words yeah it's a uh a suicide mission for dean he's doing this because he'll do something kick ass and then he'll die and it'll be over but sam's not having that he's not interested in that and whatever um and he says he says a lot of nice things to dean here which i appreciated but he says you're not a grunt dean you're a genius he says like you're a better hunter than me or dad or whoever he names off basically everybody um he says that he believes in dean he believes in, in dean's capabilities and he now needs dean to believe in him too um and dean doesn't seem very happy about it but his his agreeing to let Sam do this is enough to, I think, indicate to Sam and to the audience that, okay, I'm going to put my faith in you, Sam. I'm going to let you do this. It was just forces Dean back into protective big brother mode, which is, you know, it's a fun, it's a, it's a place that I think that we like to see Dean in is being protective big brother. That's what made him so likable to begin with. Um, and yeah, after, so they have this speech, they come to this agreement, this tentative agreement, and Sam does the spell. And we see this kind of, orange light pulsate through sam's arm like glow and like pump through his veins and i I think it looks really cool um and you can tell it like shakes him up and he like stumbles and and 
Um, he's able to, it, it does something to him. We don't really know what it did to him, but it, it really does shake him up. Uh, and then he's able to kind of pull himself back to his feet, stand up, and he says that he's okay and that he can do this. And then the episode ends. And they leave us without, I think, a full appreciation of, of how serious this is going to be. I think that that, we don't really know this yet, even as a viewer. I, I don't really know. Um, I don't remember everything. But I think that that was Sam definitely wearing a mask of, oh, fuck. That was a little bit more intense than I was prepared for. But Dean put his faith in me, and now I have to, I have to you know, show a brave face, and I have to power through this. Yes. And uh, what, a, what a hell of an ending, because now... Yeah. Step one complete. Uh, like I can't wait to find out what step two and three are. Very excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun watching Dean kind of bristle under the the pressure of Sam completing these things when you know that he's going to be the one to want to do yeah. it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to be. I think this is good. this is like sets us up for a good end game in our season. Like we're we're episode fourteen. I think we've got ten episodes left. Is that right? Um, yeah, something like that. Nine or ten episodes left. And yeah, I think this is this is good fodder for that. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, and you know, with the sort of not special powers, but these special trials and the light going through his arm and all that, it is reminiscent of earlier seasons, maybe season four, where Sam's literally like using his powers, but also, you know, even season one where Sam has this thing going on and Dean is trying to figure it out and protect him, or if you know, Dad says if I can't uh, save you, then I have to kill you. Like there's a similar but different dynamic at play here because now Dean has to support Sam while he does, while he purposely goes through these things. It's no longer demon blood happening to him and there being this strife between the boys. It's now a God trial that he is taking part in and, and Dean has to support him through that, which is it's like, it's you know a similar relationship, but now it's um it's a little bit different and it's going to be interesting. I think to watch, it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't really have anything else to say about this. Yeah, hell freaking yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next uh, few episodes. The next few episodes are good, uh, as we've been doing lately. Uh, our, our segment where we preview the show based on the tagline of the next episode. Uh, tagline of the next episode is, Dean really doesn't like witches. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to get into some witchy shit. And not, that, not the witcher shit, but some witchy shit. So I'm right. pretty excited about that. Right on. Um, Chris, do you have any final thoughts on the episode? No, I think uh, I think that about does it. This is this is season eight to me. This the God trials and all this. That's mm-hmm. that's what I think of. And I'm pretty this is, this is good it. stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it as well. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening. Um, if you haven't, maybe consider leaving us an iTunes review. That really helps the show. We haven't had one in a while, yeah. so it'd be really nice if we get like a, a little bit of a little bit of love from the, from the audience. I know it's a pain in the ass to do that with Apple Podcast, but you know that's the that's the world we live in. You can also support the show directly at patreon.com slash monster of the week, or you can just continue to listen to the show and uh, tweet at us or just listen and tell your friends or just, Hey, just listen. That's all I really care about. Just just Uh, do your best. I am at JG Greer on Twitter. I am at local bones on Twitter. The podcast is at MOTW cast. You can find links to all of that and more at monster of the week. Cool. And we'll be back next week with Dean really not liking witches. Remember the CVV on your credit card, like on your debit card? With the, like to, on the back? The, yeah. The back? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I was trying to order a pizza during the end of that, and I couldn't.
<laughs> couldn't fucking do it. Because I, I fucking remember that part of it. And I have it. I, my credit card saved in like Chrome or whatever, so I just expected it to work. But no, I had to go. That was me at. Um, I was walking to, or I was just out on a walk. I was taking a break at work. I was with Steve. Um, this was last Friday. This is when I bought the PS4 Pro. I canceled my Amazon shit because I got on customer service, like chat with somebody, and they couldn't tell me if I was getting my pre-order or not. And I was just like, screw this, I'm not dealing with it, I'm not going through this trouble so I can save the money on Red Dead because it was the bundle. Um, it was just, it was stressing me out way too much and I didn't, I didn't want to feel that way, there was no need for it. So I looked at the Best Buy that was right down the street from my work and they, they had a PS4 Pro and I said, alright, fuck it, I'm just going to go buy one. Um, I've been saving for this, so now I can just go do it. Uh, and I ordered it online, I was like walking outside and that was the number that I forgot was the, the number on the back of my credit card. But I got it all in, ready to go showed up at the place like an hour and a half later and there was a problem it hadn't been like verified my purchase or whatever and there was one ps4 pro left in the store so it was a fucking nightmare and i just had to like wait 15 minutes just like standing around at best buy hoping and praying that it would go through um somebody else had bought a ps4 while i was in the store like right before me so they bought the second to last one and technically i reserved it but like since it hadn't gone through yet it could have easily gone to somebody else caused issues I was very stressed out, but I eventually got that goddamn thing. Have you uh, have you been enjoying some 4K content? Yeah, yeah. The first thing I did was just put on nature videos. Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whoa, this is crazy. Um, but I've been playing Dragon Quest, which isn't like super crazy. So I'm excited to play Red Dead in it. And um, yeah, Red Dead should look like significantly great in it. So yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. I could not get my microphone to work, but I got it to work. And now I'm ready to record on the podcast. Hello. Hey there. Sorry for the delay. Are you still eating? You better believe I am. It's definitely the way to start a podcast with a mouthful of food. You know it. Wait on one second. I'll take your time. I don't want to keep waiting any longer. It's been a while. I'm all good. What's up? It's all it's all rainy outside, so it's very dreary, and just want to go take a nap. Yeah, um, it's been thundering pretty hard out there. Jess got a tornado warning down where she is. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen in Rhode Island, but. Um, I've been, she, so she sent me the thing and she was like, oh, I just got a tornado warning. That's weird. And then she followed that up with bitch. I just got a PS4. I ain't trying to lose this. <laughs> I take it. She inherited your old PS4. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, we got, um, it was just kind of storming outside like a regular old thunderstorm. And then my phone beeped and, uh, I looked down and it said it, we had a tornado warning and I was like, well, that's weird. I don't really know what to do about that right now. <laughs> I think I'll just continue yeah. doing what I'm doing, which is probably playing video games. But yeah, just keep on gaming. Just gotta keep on gaming. Gonna you have to pry have... that controller out of my cold, dead hands. That's right. That's right. Okay, I'm done. I'm just I'm chewing my mm-hmm. food, but then I'm done eating. That's fine. Keep, keep it going, man. If you, you need some dessert, you're gonna go get a popsicle. No, maybe a piece. Of, I can't. Piece of pie. I'm already inching towards death as it is. How are you doing, by the way? I haven't talked to you in a while. Off and on, you know. I trying to figure out what it is that makes me sick. I've lost more than twenty pounds now. Jesus, Chris. 
which is like, I mean, it's not because I'm just like constantly ill. It's just because I eat so much less now because I'm constantly worried about getting ill. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's also not a good thing, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like today, I thought I was going to because I had a beer yesterday. I had one whole beer yesterday. It was just his birthday. I thought I'd get a little crazy. Um, so I was I was really expecting to to be to be wounded today just by the the idea of it. But I was I was okay mostly. So good. Um. Some of it, I, I think, is definitely stress and anxiety related. And having anxiety about getting sick makes me sick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Good old but, one-two punch uh, of the so, human mind right there. Right, right. So we went to the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston yesterday. Um, we Mofa? went a couple years ago for Jess's birthday. So I thought, let's, let's do something again. Which museum do you want to go to? She picked that one again. Um, and I think we, we had a really good time. Got to see lots of fancy art and um, lots of... Um, stone dogs those are great mm-hmm. um jess was a big fan of those yeah uh not a lot of swords Pro- probably two or three swords pretty pretty low just I'm, it was a disappointing amount of swords overall a disappointing experience for me because not a lot of swords but jess had a good time uh and i think that like you should, you should have gone all, to the museum of sword art yeah <laughs> or, or maybe or maybe you can only get that online, That's online. You, you find that online yeah um <laughs> so i i would think i was so worried about going there and like being sick that it was making me sick and it was stressing me out. But um now that that's over, I think hopefully I'll be okay. Um or start to to be okay cuz I've been like I've been dieting. Like some kind of freak. Well, the thunder. I don't you probably can't hear it on the microphone. Mm-mm. My house is shaking right now. Oh jeez. What the hell? Like my bookshelf is literally rattling next to me. Are you under a tornado warning? I don't think so. Okay, it stopped. It's fine. <laughs> We've been through worse. I've, I've been creamed multiple times in this house. You know that. I do. I, I have unfortunately heard that several times. Mm-hmm. Oh. So uh, how was your weekend, Mr. Greer? Um, well, Autumn is out of town. She left uh, today's Tuesday. Yeah, she left yesterday. She won't be back until late, late Thursday. So we just kind of chilled around the house and, you know, hung out together. Um, Sunday we went out to lunch with her dad and then just came back home and hung out. We watched a bunch of that show Maniac, which is pretty good. I dig that. Oh, what's that? I feel like I know what it is, but it's, um, it's Jonah Hill's thing where, oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Where, uh, and it's like, I don't know, I don't know what's happening in it, but like they, they take pills and they get all weird. (laughs) Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the, the solution to that. Um, we, um, we tried to watch what Haunting of Hill House or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember if we talked about that before. No, we have. I keep, I keep saying to Jess, like, "Hey, let's watch this." I read the book. I know it's totally different, but mm-hmm. um, we we went to put it on and we accidentally started a show called Just Haunted, which is another new Netflix show. But it's one of those like people telling the story of their paranormal encounter when there's a reenactment. Uh, and she was like, "Oh, this is only twenty minutes long. This first episode, let's watch." It. I was like, "All right, fine, whatever." Um, it's like hearing a ghost story, basically. And we're sitting there and we're watching it, and unlike most of these shows where it ends and they're like, the entity was purged from the home, and uh, Sheriff went, Sheriff isn't a name, Sheriff went on to live a happy life with her husband. It's always like, it. all these shows end the same way, where like, the ghost hunters win, and the <laughs> ghosts fucking lose. Mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. not this one. It was just like, a person 
bringing in like their close family members or friends and being like, hey, I, I've never talked about this. Granted, this is a television show. Uh, it's supposed to be real. It's reality TV, so whatever. Um, you take it all with uh, a massive scripted grain of salt. Sure. <laughs> um, but it's these, the premise is that these, this person is basically telling an emotional paranormal event to the people in their, in their life. And a lot of times it's like, yeah, um, the second episode is straight up just like my parents used to kill people. They would like pick up strays out in the country and like, we, they, they, those people would disappear and the house was haunted and it's never like the, the, the stories didn't have happy endings. It's just like, yeah, I mean, there's probably still bodies out there and this is something that will haunt me for forever. I'm like, I don't think that's a ghost. I think that's childhood trauma because <laughs> yeah, that's just fucked up experience. I don't that's know. just having a, real <laughs> shitty parents. <laughs> it was six episodes. We watched every episode. Wow. <laughs> it was just fascinating to just see like, I think that I, I'm used to these being on like sci-fi or like discovery, whatever bullshit channel, but this was just like a Netflix original. So there was, there was cussing. There was nudity. What? It was a whole thing. And none of them had happy endings. It was always just like, yeah, um, this demon is probably going to kill me now. Sorry, mom. And then that's it. The episode over. It was, it was fascinating. We made lined. Um, have you ever, have you heard of Wellington paranormal? Uh, no, I don't think so. So, uh, you know, uh, what we do in the shadows, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a like a TV show spinoff of that, based oh, okay. a, based around two cops that work in Wellington, New Zealand, who get kind of recruited into handling the supernatural stuff. But it's that very same kind of um, like straight faced sense of humor, taking everything, um, just taking everything directly as it comes, kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing that what we do in the shadows is. There's like seven episodes of that, and we just mainlined all of those because they were so funny. They were just really really good. I am. I just remember. Have you ever seen uh, <laughs> Ghost Bouncers from Nick Kroll's show from a few years ago? No. His show was like fine, but for whatever reason, me and Steve have been obsessed with this skit where they're just two like uh, Jersey Shore dudes who who ghost hunt. Um, I'm gonna send it to you now. Just watch it later. It's a long video. Well, it's not long. It's like seven minutes. But um, <laughs> huge, huge fan of that video. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. I guess later. I just really like. I like stuff that spoofs stuff that i like or used to like sure it just yeah. works really well for me like this this nick kroll thing it's the the editing is so spot on on how those shitty ghost shows all are it's it's tremendous and you love those shitty ghost shows don't even lie yeah you better believe it you better believe it it's really hard to watch them these days but yeah yeah i can only imagine <laughs> Oops, sorry, dude. My, my energy level is low. I was I was feeling good coming out of... I finished Spider-Man, the DLC. Mm-hmm. The new Spider... It came out today. I finished it today. Heck yeah, you did, Gamer. <laughs> 100%ed that shit. Um, oh, yeah. Reignited my, my long-forgotten crush on uh, the Black Cat, a.k.a. Felicia Hardy, that I had when I was like mm-hmm. 12 or 13, so that was good. Yeah, yeah, That's, That shit runs deep. <laughs> that shit goes deep, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not... Like, I was thinking about it. I was talking about it with... Um, Joan in the DMs actually, and I was like, I think this mm-hmm. might actually be like the first, like I the first time that I shipped somebody. I just didn't know any oh, of yeah. those words or anything. Yeah, I, I realized recently that I used to do that all the time with like whatever it was I was reading or watching um, or playing because that's how I was playing those kind of games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like when it came to like Supernatural, I was like, yeah, I've never shipped anything. What is this? That's that's a lie. I wanted Squall and Rhino to get together in Final Fantasy VIII. And you know what? Spoilers, they fucking do, they fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. That's what that whole game's about. Spoiler alert. Um, 
Should we uh, should we do the episode? You want to kick this thing in the pants? So yeah, yeah. You just rail- railroad it. You keep the you keep those energies up, and then it's over before you even get tired. I'm, I'm into that. I'm totally. Sorry if I'm a, I'm a sniffly bitch. Uh, I got the sniffles. I sneezed hard earlier. You know when you sneeze once and then you're just like done for for the day? Yeah, yeah. I take copious amount of pills to prevent that from happening during the yeah. podcast. <laughs> you ever just sneeze and then like your arms hurt? <laughs> you're just like, yeah, I don't know what to do now. I had a really great moment the other day where, uh, and it was it was one of those great, like, I can I can see, I can feel what's about to happen and I don't have any idea how to do it. I was just... Uh, I was I was doing a guy thing. I was taking a piss. I was standing up next to the toilet mm-hmm. taking a piss, and then it was all of a sudden my body was like, mm-hmm. "You're about to sneeze in about yeah. four seconds." And I'm like, like "Ah, no, 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 no. this is I don't know what to do. <laughs> what I've never <laughs> this is a bad situation. Somebody get some ice. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. I just know I need some ice. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, I yeah, that's I I uh yes, yesterday. I, sorry, go ahead. No, you first. Well, we were at the museum yesterday. It's very quiet there. There's no like policy on being quiet but when everyone's in a fine art museum they just keep their voices low and we're sitting there we're like just taking a break for a few minutes because we're walking for like three hours uh and we were just sitting down on a bench and looking at our phones for a minute and it's dead silent there's people walking by and three sneezes came to jess and she just reined them all in and i i've never been so impressed with somebody's control before i'm not a scream sneezer my father is a scream sneezer mm-hmm. um but I'm, I'm still loud when i rein it in it's still loud uh, so I was really impressed at her control. Yeah, I, I am a scream sneezer. I scare Autumn anytime I sneeze, and I can't help it. Like, <laughs> there's no way to me to, like, I've tried to do, like, the crook of my arm, try to, like, tamp it down. It's especially bad if it, it like, if she's taking a nap or something, and I just, I'm, like, reading next to her in the bed, and I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> this is going to get yeah. bad for everybody, because she's going to come, like, she's going to sit straight. She's going to elevate. She's going to just, like, mm-hmm. levitate above the bed because I'm going to scare her so much with the sneeze. All of the dogs pop up and are like, what the fuck was that? It's, it's not a good situation. The whole world is rumbling again. It's like, it's like you just sneezed and I was sleeping. <laughs> Cause it's the, it's the butterfly so effect. It's the sneeze effect. I, I, you sneeze in Louisiana and Chris's anime shelves rumble in Boston. It sounds like this is a really weird thing. Like when my empty trash barrels get knocked over and like bounce around and they're kind of like that hollow clang that you get mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like that except it's not it's the fucking sky that's awesome Pretty, I, honestly it is kind of sick i just hope i don't lose power but i'm using a laptop so that doesn't fucking matter i'll keep casting in the dark <laughs> but your internet would go out chris <laughs> oh <laughs> i mean unless you have like i have like a little ups nope, uh, yeah it would go out it'd go out yeah yeah i have a ups device so my internet will actually stay up like if the server shuts down it'll run my router and modem for like about two hours well, on battery backup if but. we lose power we'll stop wherever we were at the episode and just record two two versions sure yeah yeah path we'll do two, and two, path B. two intros and yeah yeah we'll just join <laughs> them together in the edit won't sound weird at all yeah, yeah. Uh, all right let's do this before i lose power right I wonder if it's picking up on the mic at all. I can't hear anything coming over the mic, but I mean, that, I, that may be Discord, like, filtering that stuff out, so I don't know. It's okay. Spooky sound effects are great. I love it when I, like, I listen to a podcast and all of a sudden there's, a, like, a roll of thunder in the background. It just gives me some... Oh, yeah, there it is. Did you move your mic over there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Let's move your chair over there. That's really nice. That's like, a, yeah. it's a nice, soothing little, like, background noise. Uh, hopefully the sound's okay now. Is my audio too quiet now? Yeah, you, you yeah. sound way far away. How about this? There you go. I have to like recheck it because I turned it up so high. 
Yeah, I don't want to be too, too quiet, but I don't want to be too loud and muffled either. So, all right. Hopefully this is okay. Hey, did we talk about the... Can you hear me just fine? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. Um, Did we talk about the movie Hereditary? I don't think that we talked about it. We texted about it, but I don't think we had a conversation about it. That movie is great. That's a good movie. It's um, it's very man, freaky. I don't like, know what I was expecting. Me, I, like I had no preconceived notions. So when like shit started popping off, I was I was kind of like I was sitting in the in the room by myself with all of the lights off because I you know that's how I roll with a horror movie and mm-hmm. um, just like increasingly wide eyes <laughs> just kept going. Yep. <laughs> what yep. the fuck is happening in this movie? Uh, all the way to the end, I thought it was really great. People talk about, or talked about how, or I, I think Jess was saying, like, her coworker told her that she like, couldn't sleep that night after she went and saw the movie. Um, and when people say that, I just think of, like, the paranormal activity phenomenon, which I really did like that movie when it came out, Paranormal Activity, but it wasn't like, oh, I can't go to bed tonight because a ghost is there. Uh, I just thought, like, that found footage thing, it worked well. And it was, what, 2008 when that mm-hmm. came out? It doesn't matter. Um Sounds about so right. So I, I was sort of going into Hereditary. Like, I like horror movies. You know, I, I really liked The Witch, and it kept being talked about with that because the same producer or whatever. Um, but I, I don't know what I thought. I thought it was just going to be like stupid jump scares and stuff, but it was not that. It's just a deeply uncomfortable movie to watch that follows through on the things that it that brings up. It's not, it doesn't go the easy horror route of like, oh, what's inside your head? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it just absolutely. Does, it just does the fucking thing, and it makes you uncomfortable the whole time. The car scene, which is maybe about what like half an hour into the movie, just totally changes what everything that you're. Yeah, I, yeah. Just it, it, it turns it to like a kind of a slow like. Oh, I think that I might have an idea. Nope, nope. Have no clue what the mm-hmm. fuck is going to happen mm-hmm. next. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah um, um, I was going to watch. Like, I was going to watch some horror movies last night too, and then I just ended up watching. Um, well, I watched one episode of I Zombie, and then kind of came to the conclusion that maybe I don't like that show anymore. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I literally just read on the couch for like two hours, <laughs> and then just went to you bed. Do it. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta read on the couch. I didn't even want to play video games. I don't know. You, you ever get into those vibes where you don't want to play video games? Oh, definitely. It was uh maybe Chris is like uh, my uh, like my the whole year the whole, my whole yeah. year twenty four in life I'd never wanted to play there video was games. A, there was a day last week where I read for like somehow like five hours after work I did nothing else and I never I didn't plan on it I just sat down and I was like well I'm like I'm heating up my food right now I'll just read for a few minutes and then like my food was ready I ate it and then I just went back to reading and didn't stop until I went to bed <laughs> I had done that in a long time since I read um primarily on the kindle mm-hmm. i've gotten into the habit of like uh instead of looking at twitter i've tried to like go to my kindle app on my phone which syncs mm-hmm. up the thing and just like read a few like read a couple of chapters like it's it's yep. not a sit down and read situation but it's got to be better than looking at fucking twitter so i've, right. I've been doing that and yeah <clears throat> that's and probably how I, i've read 13 books of <laughs> harry dresden yeah, novels in the last month and a half it. when i when i think about how i used to read stuff in like middle school when i started reading all these stephen king books it was like you know i'd walk to class i was one of these fucking nerds i'd walk to class and then like the two minutes before the bell rang and class started i was just reading for like two minutes at a time and they're like all right i read a page put the bookmark back in uh and i got through a ton of books back then so it's as simple as picking up your phone and checking twitter i carried the uh the unabridged hardback version of the stand to and from my school on the on the school bus (laughs) like every day for a a, a long time (laughs) when i was in like however however old i was it had to be 
like seventh or seventh or eighth grade. Um, but I got in trouble one day because we were we were in reading class or whatever it was called, and like we had a reading assignment that we had to read this like short story. And uh, you know, I I was like a super fast reader. Like that's all I did when I was growing up was read and play video mm-hmm. games. And uh, so I had the reading book, like the the textbook, up on my desk and was doing like the. I'm going to read a comic book on the inside, except it was with a 1700 page book. (laughs) And so the teacher comes over and she's like, and she just kind of sighs and she's like, have you read? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, okay, whatever. (laughs) It just walked back up. Like I've got this. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I got in trouble once for reading the wasteland. I don't remember what it was or it was the gunslinger is one of those. I do remember one time my teacher being like, all right, like reading times over. And I was like, this, I got one page left. She's like, all right, well, I'll wait for Chris. And back then I was like, Oh, that's super nice. Thank you. And I finished reading the page. But I like looking back, I was like, she was fucking being sarcastic. <laughs> Chris did not pick up on the subtleties of this and conversation. I didn't pick up on it. I was like, oh, thank you so much. Thank it's you. a really good part. <laughs> I've only got 10% left. I really need to finish this. Oh, uh, what a dickhead. I got to see what okay. happens to this train. Oh, wait. I don't ever get to see what happens to this train. Nope. Let's do this podcast. The, the, the lightning is getting pretty crazy. I'm excited. 